Spidercraft Patroclus, please respond. Summit LSO, this is Chief Vessant for the Fighter Squadron. We took as much speed off the Patroclus as we could. Any more, and it might tear apart. You've done all you can. Get out of there. Ma'am. Spidercraft Patroclus, this is Summit LSO calling final approach. You are too hot. Repeat, too hot. Deploy emergency brakes. Spidercraft Patroclus, acknowledge. Larock, if you can hear me in there, you need to dump more velocity before your wheels touch the deck. You're gonna blow up. Larock! Shuttle Bay, this is Bridge. Patroclus has entered the landing group. What's the call? Bridge, Shuttle Bay. Prepare for crash landing. Got it. Get out of there. Bridge out. All hands, this is not a drill. Prepare for crash landing in Twilight. Evacuate deck 22 and brace for him. Lieutenant, it's Neva, right below you. Are you evacuating? The rock and roll are on that ship. It's a hundred to one that the automatics catch them. If we leave, they're dead. I think we both know there's nobody at the controls of that ship. They might already be dead. I can go manual. Guide them in with the tractor beam. If you miss, your space dust along with the rest of the deck. I don't see you going anywhere. Of course not. When you land them, someone's going to have to put out the fire so we can get inside. We don't need to get inside. Just get them out before they both die of plasma inhalation. I have transporters ready to cycle. Just keep your protective gear on in case it doesn't work. If Yubari doesn't get this right, it'll take a lot more than a 2mm encounter suit to stop me being shredded into a fine mist. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Here they come! Get behind something! we had on the bridge. <laughs> I have hyperonic radiation leaking from both these cells. I have... <laughs> I can't scan the forward compartment. Crack it open. I'll pull the other one out myself. I'm coming with. No, you're not. Melissa. Neva. If that's your boyfriend in there, and he's dead... And if he isn't dead, you'll need all the help you can get. I'm blowing the hat. Clear! <laughs> Spacer couple of clear. Storage area. <laughs> clear. He's got to <clears throat> in the cockpit. The door of her eyes burnt to a wrist. Help me pry it open. Degree burns over 86% of the body. 
One saturated with plasma. Liquefied. Who? <coughs> He's human. <coughs> it's raw. Correction. Tricorder log the following. Patient triaged at 1440 hours. Autonomic functions have ceased. Resuscitation impractical and patient has sustained injuries not compatible with life. At 1441 hours, Ensign Alex Bevany Rawl is pronounced dead on arrival. Space. The final frontier. Somewhere, a star is exploding. Somewhere, a new colony is harvesting its first crop. Somewhere, there's a city made of flame neath a sky that screams with song. The Starship Excelsior's mission is to seek them out and bear witness. That's all you need to know. Starship Excelsior, a Star Trek fan production. Starring Larry Phelan as Captain Elkar Dovan. And Samuel Gillis as First Officer Alex Lorak. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari. Edison Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp. Jack Luca as Chief Engineer Kester Janaya. And Michael Liebman as Ensign Bavoni Roll. Tonight's episode, and Miles to Go Before I Sleep, by James Haney. Commander, thank you. What am I reading? Forensic report? Preliminary sensor readout, sir. Full forensics to the Patroclus will take a few hours. Renegade Squadron is still doing it, sweet. Right. The fighter pilots. Who's their XO after Rawl? I've only met her once. CWO Zetreya Vassant. Why? Is everyone okay? No. Not this time. Sir? What's in this report? Well, there's about 13 pages of details my team compiled for the official record, sir. But the bottom line is, they were attacked. The primary damage to the Patroclus is from weapons fire, not from the crash. The black box is missing, most likely scooped up by attackers. So we don't have anything except the transmission they sent when they dropped out of warp? And all that contained was Ensign Roll's landing clearance code. Forensics haven't found anything else hidden in the data packet. <sighs> Where were they coming from? My empaths show they were following a direct course to us from their Iconian ruin they were exploring. Based on their ETA-ATA differential, we estimate the attack was two light years out. Good work, Commander. Have Helm lay in a reverse course along their route and engage at warp three with level one long-range sensor sweeps until we find the targets. Targets, sir. Someone did this. Dismissed. Captain. Commander, how's my first officer? His mind is intact, just a concussion, but the rest of his body, the burns, is going to take some time. Alcar? I know, Melissa, and you know I have to ask anyway. Is it safe to wake him? It's your decision. I trust you. 
I'll give you enough for five minutes. No more. Thank you. Five minutes. Please stay, Neva. Thanks. Don't Mm. thank me. Too late. I just didn't want to do this alone. You're okay, Lieutenant. Try not to move. You're in sickbay. It's safe. Captain. Neva. What happened? You tell me. All we know is your ship dropped out of warp covered in disruptor scorching. What's the last thing you remember? I'm not entirely sure. We we found something at the dig site. I remember that. An Iconian artifact in some kind of underground temple, we thought. Anything that would help Starfleet Command figure out the mapstone? That's just it. We weren't sure. The translator wasn't working for some reason. So we loaded it and headed home. But you didn't make it. No, we were attacked, I think. I must have hit my head in the second or third volley, blacked out. I only remember a couple of snatches. Who attacked? Did you see? No, just the torpedoes. They were... What? I didn't see them. I heard them. I I can't place it, but I've heard that sound before. Like... Like something out of a nightmare. Was it the Bluegills? Did they somehow find out we have the mapstone? I'm sorry. That's all I can remember. You'll have to ask Bev for more. Um... What's wrong? Bev's okay, right? Alex... You were in bad shape when we found you. Plasma burns. Inhalation. You were lucky to get here alive. Bev... didn't. You mean... He's dead. But what... It's my fault, isn't it? No! But I could have... No. Don't do that to yourself. It wasn't your fault. How can you say that? You don't know anything about what happened. Alex... I fought in the war... I know exactly what happened. I saw it happen at Chintaka. I did it at Beta Z. Don't. Somewhere out there are the people who actually killed Ensign Rawl. I want to find them, and I need your help. I need my number one. I want to see him, Neva. It... It's bad, Alex. His body was in the heart of the fire. I want to see him, Neva. Okay. I'll make arrangements. And then... I I think I should get some more rest, Captain. Melissa agrees. Do you want anything from your quarters? Thank you. Alex, I... (sighs) Never mind. Computer, read back my calendar appointments for tomorrow. O900 hours. Change management meeting. Main engineering. 1010. Security roundtable. Armory. 
1200 hours. Lunch with Bev. Delta Lounge. 1300. Hold. Delete last appointment. Lunch with Bev is a recurring appointment. Delete just this occurrence or the entire series. Computer. Council request. I don't know. What do you think, Chief? Should we just uh, cancel flight drills for the day? <laughs> if we do that, there'll be hell to pay when he gets back. Renegade Squadron is in top form and he knows it's at. We can miss a day. I like anyone on the ship misses us. I have bridge duty in an hour anyway. You know what he'll say, John. Something, something three weeks from complete breakdown. Oh, I was thinking of his other chestnut. How can we ever do the good work around here if my first sergeant grounds us every time I skin my knee? <laughs> he won't want us worrying about him. You're going to make us fly, aren't you? You bet your brass buttons. Quick, the Major! What's he doing? Attention on deck! Renegade Squadron, fall in on Chief Warrant Officer Besant. Thank you, everyone. Bev. No. I've asked Major Willis to join me, as he will be temporarily assuming command of this unit. I have some difficult news to share with all of you. The commanding officer of Renegade Squadron, Alex Bev Roll, John, was killed in action this morning. It's up to us now. member of this senior staff is in sickbay. Another is in the morgue. What in the nine hells happened out there? I'm waiting. Well, let's start with what we know. Two days ago, First Officer Lorak departed the Excelsior to pick up Ensign Roll from the mining camp on Veracon, where Roll was investigating rumors of Iconian artifacts. Artifacts Starfleet needs because they can't make heads or tails of the map stone. Right. For security, they were under radio silence, so we don't know what they found or whether it survived the attack. Ah, it did. We retrieved something from the wreckage ten minutes ago. It must be what Mr. Lorak told you about. Ensign Roll hid it in a concealed, shielded storage area even we didn't know about. It's not on the Patroclus blueprints. So now we can make a pretty good guess at why they were attacked. Somebody wanted that artifact. Who? Varagon? I doubt it. They're very friendly. And they have to be with their technology. A single Federation fighter could take on their best warship and win. So who? The Bluegills? The Borg? Somehow, could one of them have found out we have the Mapstone? If they did, we might as well pack it in now, because they won't stop until they've killed us all. Or worse. The weapon signature on the Patroclus isn't consistent with any known disruptor, and there's no magnetic resonance footprint, so you can rule the Borg right out. Whoever went after him, Bev got the artifact home to us and paid the ultimate price. If it does turn out to help us understand the Mapstone... If that's true, then Bev Roll died saving the galaxy. 
So it's all right he died? No, sir. We need a lot more answers. We'll be arriving at the attack coordinates in a few minutes. I want all hands at battle stations and another level one sensor sweep ready to go when we drop out of warp. Will Lieutenant Lorock be reporting for duty? Not unless you want him hemorrhaging all over your cushions. Then Commander Neva, your first officer until further notice. See to it. Aye, sir. Dismissed. Neva? Kestra? How are you doing? I'm... Well, how does it look like I'm doing? Like you're giving a two-ton rectine monopod a piggyback ride. That bad, huh? Guess I'm not sure how I feel yet. I remember when I was about 14, my Aunt Aislinn, she taught me how to knit, was in a moonshell accident with my Uncle Seamus. He didn't make it. We weren't close, but everyone started to think we were because I sobbed for the whole wake. You just missed your chance to be friends with your uncle. It tore you up. No, I wasn't even a tiny bit sad about Uncle Seamus. I was ecstatic. What? Every time I looked at his body in the casket, I thought, that could have been my Aunt Aislinn, and then where'd I be? The fact my aunt was fine was such a relief, I couldn't make any room for him. Then, why the sobbing? I was supposed to be sad, right? I cried because I thought I was a sociopath. Took me years to know better. You don't think that I, about their role, that, that I feel... Oh, no, 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 no. Thought hadn't crossed my mind. It's just, when you said you didn't know how you felt... It made me remember about a little girl named Kestra who wished she didn't know how she felt. Do you want to walk me down to engineering? No. I have to get to the bridge. I figured. But, Kestra? Yeah, Neva? Thank you. Really. Maybe next time. I hope Alex wakes up soon. Okay. Red alert. Dropping out of warp. Now, sir. Shields up. Weapons hot. Very good. Start that sweep. Beginning scan. I'll take that. Their ion trail is... It looks like they tried to mask it. It's all over the place. Can't get a good lock. Helm, set course 318, mark 33. Ma'am? To what end, Commander? They tried to hide the trail. They just didn't do a very good job of it. Tactical, run a charge of Huon energy through the deflector dish. Broad spectrum, no need to be picky here. Captain? She's the XO. Her orders are my orders. Aye, sir. Uh, ma'am. There it is. The attacker's ion trail. Right through the debris field from the battle. Follow the trail, mister. Don't bump anything. Tactical, I'd like an analysis of that debris. I'm picking up Starfleet Standard Duranium Alloy. Presumably various missing pieces of the Patroclus. Yes, obviously. As for the rest of the debris field, it's not a high total mass. Could be a destroyed fighter, but more likely parts of a small starship, maybe a scout or corvette. Any idea who it belonged to? Yes, it... But that doesn't make any sense. Lieutenant? There are none of the residual footprints, but the debris reads as... All stop! All 
I'll stop. Are we under attack? No, sir. That was a mine. Someone left it behind and rigged a proximity trigger. Now we're under attack. Shields holding. Picking up an automated weapons platform at bearing 221. All port phasers, return fire. Evasive maneuver. Returning fire. Doctor! Doctor! Alex, what is it? The ship's under attack. I need your permission to report for duty. Oh. I thought you were bleeding from your posterior again. Or, for that matter, from any of the other brand new holes in your body. You know, if you'd been in that fire a hundred years ago, you'd have spent the rest of your life in a wheelchair that can only beep answers to yes or no questions. Doctor, this is all charming, but... You're not listening, are you, Alex? Let me try again. Your survival is a miracle of modern medicine. You're going to stay right here where the rest of my staff can marvel at my handiwork for a good, long while. But my ship... Not my problem. Therefore, not your problem. Now, if you'll excuse me, our captain treats combat like a getting-to-know-you card, so I have to prep for incoming casualties. Thank you, Doctor, but... I think I'm going to get a second opinion. Lieutenant Lorock to Main Engineering. Where can I help with... Uh, uh, God damn it, Alex! Mike! I have him, Melissa. He fainted. No bleeding. Get him back to bed and put him in a restraining field. I'll use my command to lock out. Melissa, can we do that? <laughs> He's the XO. If Alcar has a problem with it, I'll put him in a restraining field and run this damn starship myself. See how many space battles we have when Captain Melissa's the one doing the talking. Their shields are buckling. One more hit ought to do it. Nothing fancy, Helm. Stay out of their firing arc and line up aft quantum torpedo tube. Aye, sir. Lining up for the shot. Fire when ready, tactical. Firing. Target destroyed. All stop. Maintain red alert. There could be more surprises. Aye, sir. Helm, your arcs were wide and you didn't stop fast enough to avoid that mine. This is the bridge, not a simulator. Understood, sir. Commander, who was that? Who attacked us? Tactical, I got some very strange readings from that alloy. Can you confirm my console was working correctly? I also had some odd readings, Commander. Oh, come on. Out with it. I already know it's the board. That is what my readings indicate. But there's no magnetic footprint. It can't be the board. I knew it as soon as the turret opened fire. We had no idea what we were up against when the Borg attacked Wolf 359. No preparation, no drills, no warning. The only thing more worthless than our weapons was our shields. That torpedo, 
was the only soundtrack for two-thirds of my classmates as I watched them die. You don't forget that sound. Now we know what Mr. Lorak was scared of, at least. So what happened to Rolf? He was attacked by the Borg? The Borg must have been after the Iconian artifact. Prophet knows how they found out about it. And he escaped? The Borg. In a two-man fighter. That's impossible. Even with his genetic enhancements. With Bev, the impossible never surprised me. But right now, this is just a theory. There's only one way to turn it into a fact. No, sir. Excuse me? Starfleet Standard Tactical Doctrine, Borg, Propositions 1 through 5. 1. You cannot outgun the Borg. 2. You cannot escape the Borg. 3. You cannot challenge the Borg. 4. You can only survive the Borg. 5. Never engage the Borg. As tactical officer, it is my responsibility to inform you that the only option deemed survivable in these circumstances is non-pursuit. We have to break off. I'm surprised at you, Lieutenant. Where's that fighting Yubari spirit? There are no fights with the Borg, sir. Only massacres. And that's if you're lucky. Huh. I wish you were wrong, but two decades of fighting the Borg and losing... Well, I'm not authorized to order suicide. Aye, sir. Sir, Renegade... But if the Borg somehow found out about the Mapstone, it is vital that Starfleet knows. Galaxy in the balance and all that. And all that. Miss Yubari, apprise Starfleet of our situation and request orders. Aye, sir. Sir, at this distance, it'll take nearly eight hours to receive Admiral Parker's response. Sir. Yes, Mr... Ensign Jonathan Sylvester, sir. Undetached service from Renegade Fighter Group as Squadron First Sergeant. I asked your name, not your bio, Ensign First Sergeant Jonathan Sylvest. Yes, sir. Request permission for Renegade Squadron to pursue immediately. Denied. This isn't a volunteer mission. It's at least, uh, 40% suicide. I'd be interested in seeing the math behind that, sir. Sir, the trail could go cold in eight hours. We can pursue for weeks without refueling. We accept the risks. Look, if anyone's going off half-cocked on a screwball revenge quest around here, it's me. Besides, didn't I just get done saying you could use some more bridge seasoning? Now's your chance, kid. Yubari, what's taking so long? It's just the... Sir! With respect, sir! What? I don't need more bridge seasoning, sir. Those firing arcs were as near to perfect as anything you'll ever see in your life, sir. And Beverol would have taken at least another .6 seconds to reach all stop after that order. Are you telling me you're better than Alex Bevany Rawl, Mr. First Ensign Sergeant? Sir, Mr. Rawl was the greatest squadron leader I've ever met. I will never be his equal in wisdom or generosity or friendship. But, sir, I could fly circles around him while sick with stage 2 Regalian flu. And that's a true story, sir. Every member of his squadron has earned the right to wreak God's terrible vengeance on those who took his life. Sir. Hmm. Spunky. Commander Neva, with me. Ms. Yubari, you have the bridge. Something you'll learn fast, Ensign Sylvest. I'm not big on God talk. Sick bay. 
Was that kid right, Commander? Did he break fast enough? Faster than Bev? I don't know, sir. Faster than I could have, though. Hmm. After we visit Alex, can you prep the flyer Turchmere for launch? Schedule it for, no, nine hours from now. Yes, sir. I hate to say it, sir, but he had a point. What? Sylvest? Why are you waiting for orders, sir? It's smart. It's regulation. And it's exactly the kind of thing you never do. Ah, well, I know what Admiral Parker and his committee are going to say. They won't be willing to endanger the Excelsior, but they will agree that we must take a risk in order to find out what the Borg know. They'll order a shuttle mission. Since I am the local expert on fighting the Borg, they'll send me. You're the captain. I'm a fluke. An expendable one at that. Not that I'd let anyone else go in my place anyway. Still, a shuttle against the Borg? No different from a starship against the Borg, really. They'll squash you like a bug either way. A small ship with a little stealth might actually stand a better chance. So if you know that's what the committee wants, why wait? Why not just go? Gives my XO a little more time to rest before I roll him onto the church mirror with me in his wheelchair. As the sole survivor of the attack, he might have some critical insights. And he needs to see Bev's last chapter through to the end. Yeah, that too. Don't tell Melissa. How long were you in command during the Telamar investigation? About four days. Then this'll be cake. I suggest finding a nice nebula to hide in while you wait for our signal, in case of Borg. But why nine hours? We'll have Admiral Parker's response in eight. Eight to get the Admiral's orders across unthinkable distances of space and time, but nine to convince Dr. Sharp to release my executive officer from sickbay. Don't worry, sir. We'll have this bird flying again before next drill. Now, what if I try this inductor? Nope. You know, sir, I think the problem's in the fuel line. Yeah, you might be right about that, Valentine. First Sergeant Sylvester, front and center. Sir, Major, sir. I'll be right down, sir. See that you... Ah. We have a sick bird here, First Sergeant. Hi, sir. Valentine's one of the best mechanics I know, though. She'll pull through, sir. See that she does. Squadron launches at 0400. Sir, shouldn't mission details be given first to Chief Assad, sir? We'll be escorting Captain Dovan and First Officer Lorok aboard the Tichmir. The captain instructed me to notify you personally. He did? I mean, sir, yes, sir. Carry on, Mr. Sylvester. Captain's Log. Following Admiral Parker's orders, the Turchmere and its escort are proceeding at low warp to avoid disrupting the enemy ion trail. <sighs> what? Computer? Lights up one quarter. Captain? Alex. Oh, I'm sorry. I just had to file my logs. 
Thought you were asleep, actually. Well, sedated anyway. No, watching the stars. What's the song? Sounds... human. Yes, Whitaker. Roll got me listening to him. Ah. No, I'm lying. I'm lying and I don't even know why I'm lying. Roll wanted me to listen to Whitaker. He said I'd like it. And did you? I don't know. I never even plugged in the album until a second before you walked in. I figured he'd badger me another month, maybe two, and then I'd have time. These lyrics. His house is in the village, though. Where have I heard that? Oh. Oh, that explains it. Huh? Bev's favorite poet. He probably quoted this poem on the bridge sometimes. I guess Whitaker set it to music. He gave his life in service to others. A graceful end. It isn't enough, but... No. It's not enough. Saving the galaxy isn't a good death for someone who shouldn't have had to die at all. He was the best of us, Captain. The one who had nothing to atone for. Well, there was that time he murdered Leo Amara and David Robbins. He was under genetic control. Isaac Brahms committed those murders. Bev didn't get a say. There were no genetic controls. What? I'm sorry. Captain, I saw the nanites. Brahms put Rawl under genetic control to absolve him. Take away the responsibility, and you take away the crime. Rawl wasn't willing to be absolved. He disabled the controls. He followed orders of his own free will. I don't even think Brahms knew. No. No. If Bev was killing people on his own, he wouldn't have told me about it. He would have just killed me and moved on. That was my first hint, actually. Sorry? For the record, he didn't kill me. Right. If he were really under genetic control... Any half-decent programmer would have put in some safeguards, you know? A fail-safe, in case someone got too close. But he didn't shoot you. He shot a computer chip, giving you the chance to disable him. That didn't smell like programming to me. That had the odor of a choice. And choice it was. How could you possibly know that? I asked him. And... And he told you? He made a formal confession to Admiral Parker after Gevinon. Rawl wanted a public trial, confession, punishment. But it was all too damn sensitive. What with all the DEFCON Zero business. Parker swept him under the rug. Bev wanted to tell you. If that were true, he would have. I know he was worried about you ever since Gevinon. Or maybe he was just waiting another month, maybe two thought he had more time. I was putting off listening to a music album. It's not really the same as murder. I can't speak for him. I won't. Maybe he had a good reason. Maybe he was just ashamed. Here's what I do know. Alex, Bev loved you. You saved him. Apparently, I saved him from a bunch of genetic controls that didn't actually exist. 
No, no, no. Don't you see? That's a nice little story, but it doesn't amount to much. Any man in the fleet would free a fellow officer from slavery. Nothing special. But you, Alex, you saved Bev. He adored you for it. What are you even talking about? Just after Rawl willfully murdered two officers, not for the first time, you confronted him. He decided on the spot to stop murdering, to help arrest his accomplices, and to turn himself in. You didn't fix some nanite engineering problem. You convinced Alex Rawl to repent. You might be too young to know how impossibly rare that is. No. You know what's impossibly rare? The naive, moralizing childishness that let me ignore what was right in front of me for years! Bev saw me for what I was, a useful mark. And hey, full points to him. He got off the hook, didn't he? Wheels within wheels within wheels, right? Alex? No, he doesn't get to betray me and die on the same day. Please leave, Captain. All right. The stars are lovely, dark and deep. Bev, you had promises to keep and miles to go before you sleep. And miles to go before... up. Roger. Ma'am, I'm getting some strange readings at bearing uh, 311. Permission to break formation and investigate? Permission granted. Valentine, fall in with Mr. Sylvest. Yes, am Definitely getting some more debris. Same Borg alloy. Enough mass to account for the mothership? Maybe at least a sphere? Not even close, ma'am. Uh, another scout at best. Ma'am, I'm detecting a body in the wreckage. Borg? Yeah, too much radiation. We'll have to bring it aboard. I'll call the captain. Oh, hold on a minute. Sarge, what is it? More ion trails. Ooh, a lot more. Zat, uh, you might want to ask the captain to get over here. Understood, Miss Vescent. Churchmere out. Melissa, I need you to prep the kitchen area for autopsy and possible restraint. Why would I need to restrain him if he's already dead? Dead Borg have a nasty habit of regenerating back to life, especially when you unfreeze them. Are they really dead at all, then? They died the moment they were assimilated. Anything after that's just a sick joke. Climbing ropes. Will these do? They'll do. Sterilize this table and tell me what's going on. This appears to have been some kind of staging ground. There's dozens of ion trails, some weeks old. They may have even hollowed out a rogue asteroid as a headquarters. The renegades are investigating. Okay, we're ready. Dovan Devescent, energize. 
Didn't you say... Ready to be a Borg. I'm as surprised as you are. This man is not a Borg. Um, is that your expert opinion, Doctor? You were right about him being dead, though. One for two is not bad. Note the pronounced ridges at the corners of his eyes. He's been Karin. It's hard to tell if he was killed by the weapons fire or the exposure to space. Weapons fire? What weapons fire? See these scorch marks along his left cheek? Disruptor burns, probably from a console in his cockpit that overloaded when his shields failed. We found him in the wreckage of a Borg ship. That's not how they work. Believe your own lion eyes, then. I have an autopsy to do. But what did the Ben Karens have to do with the Borg? Or the Mapstone? This doesn't make any sense. Sylvester Tierschmer. Go ahead. Sir, someone was using this asteroid as a base, but I don't think it was the Borg. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of that right now. That temperature is all wrong. Uh, no regeneration elbows. I see common areas with refrigerators and food on the table. Uh, if they're Borg, they can't be part of the collective. I'd love to ask them. Where are they now? One of the clusters of ion trails has a different warp signature from the others. It looks like the second group was responsible for the destruction of the ship we found. And after they left, uh, there were no more ion trails in the area. So we followed them. That would be my recommendation, sir. Of course, we'll take us into space claimed by the Paranel Thorius Union. They're supposed to be peaceful, but now I'm not so sure. Hit it. Dovan out. Well, it looks like this might not be a suicide mission after all. Try not to sound so disappointed. It couldn't last. Ten minutes later, Commander Janiah walked in and asked, Wait, how far did you say to Rigel 2? Ha ha, good one. It's not up to Lieutenant Ubari's standards, but... Say no more, Major. Lieutenant Ubari's stories are in a class by themselves. That was still a good prank. Thank you, sir. Then I have your official approval to do it again. Nice try. You just want to give Kestra somebody else to shoot at. I plead the seventh guarantee, sir. You know, Major, I appreciate the check-in, but you don't have to keep me company all night. I'm not an invalid. Sir, with respect, you currently can't stand up, sir. You don't need legs to pilot a shuttle, Major. Besides, you have a whole squadron to worry about. (laughs) The truth is, sir, Renegade Squatton has no use for me. Chief Visant has her pilots well in hand. I-, I could use the company more than you, sir. She's a natural leader, then. Sir, I'm not certain how much of this is the Chief's doing, and how much was Mr. Rolls. Major, you served with Bev, didn't you? Before he came to the Excelsior? Our paths crossed, sir. You respected him. Sir, I'm not really at liberty to discuss it, sir. You're forgetting, Major. My signal clearance is higher than yours now. Unless you don't want to discuss it. I tried to have him relieved of duty. You what? I went over his head, petitioned Director Mac directly. Denied. Brahms and Roll were too close. Look, I don't care what you think of the mission. I've refused missions that cross the line, sometimes more. But you have to decide. He didn't? Mr. Roll was a time bomb. 
hated the mission and everyone he worked with, himself most of all. That put us all at risk. Do you know why he kept doing them? <laughs> there were some pretty outlandish rumours, but Captain Suresh made it simple. Shava Suresh agreed with you about Bev? Apparently, Mr. Roll fell in love during the Dominion War. Then, she betrayed the Federation. You mean, she turned her back on Starfleet's ideals? No, I, I mean she was helping the Dominion win. I don't think Mr. Roll ever recovered. You never raised your concerns with me or Captain Dovan. Wait. Did you? I never needed to. By the time I got back from Gevinon, Ensign Roll was a model officer. He always seemed sad, even when he was laughing. Sad isn't dangerous. I suppose he finally decided. He chose to leave that world behind. I suppose that's one way of looking at it. What's another? He died fighting to keep the Borg from learning Starfleet secrets. And somehow he succeeded. He couldn't have done that eight years ago. It doesn't sound to me like a man who doubted the mission anymore. Hold, Major. We just lost war power. So did the whole squadron. We're being interdicted. Major to Renegades. Renegades, defense pattern Omicron. Protect the Tirchmir at all costs. Savest, where the hell did that come from? Captain to the cockpit. Tirchmir, plot and escape course. Major, win. Tirchmir, you are lightly shielded and carrying the captain. If the Borg move in, we'll only have seconds. Sensor contact. I have them too. Two ships moving to intercept at high warp. Does that mean we have engines too? No. Maker. They must have some kind of bypass. Here they come. Set phasers to modulating frequencies. Don't fire until Borg ID confirmed. Contact. They're not Borg. Ideas. Ideas unknown, but uh, they're not Borg. We're being hailed on all frequencies. This is Nigean Patrol Frigate calling unidentified vessels. You have entered restricted airspace. State your intent. They've locked weapons. Those are nice ships, but we can beat them. No. No provocations. This is First Officer Alexander Lorock of United Starship Excelsior. We are on a peaceful mission of exploration. What are they waiting for? They're talking it over. Respectfully, Excelsior. My superiors are skeptical that eight long-range fighters and one shuttlecraft, however impressive, are adequate to sustain a mission of exploration. We were attacked by the Borg. Our wing was launched to pursue them. Sorry, I was held up. Captain, will you be taking the microphone? No, looks like you got this. Respectfully, Excelsior Wing, you don't look like much of a match for the Borg either. Good eye. Say again, Excelsior. Uh, disregard previous message, Nigerian Patrol. I was, uh, clearing my throat. We wouldn't risk our starship, but in the Federation, we don't let an attack like that go unanswered. Hmm. I suppose that's compatible with our intelligence on the Federation. All right. Navosh! They're powering down weapons. Stand by, Renegades. Nigerian Patrol, we've been pursuing the Borg on this course for over a day. Have they passed through your aspects? Heh. <laughs> now that you mention it, I think I know just the Borg you're talking about. So you have seen them? Seen them, Excelsior? <laughs> They're on that planet at this very moment. In one of my jail cells. 
I beg your pardon. Captain's log, supplemental. Obviously, we have to see for ourselves what the warden meant. And if you look out just here... Yes, see? This is the only spot on the planet where you can see the sunset falls and the sunrise falls at the same time. It's beautiful. But aren't you worried about escapes? There are transport inhibitors across the planet, patrols in orbit and atmosphere, and a shield grid over the entire facility. The only danger in an escape attempt is the danger the inmates pose to themselves. Still, forgive me for saying so, Warden, but the Nigeans have a reputation for being rather severe with their prisoners. It's a bit odd seeing such an open environment at a high-security prison complex. Oh, our reputation for law and order is well-earned, Captain. I'm afraid you labor under a misapprehension. This prison is only security level two. No one who poses that kind of threat is incarcerated here. Wait. Let me hear that again. You keep captured Borg in a low-security prison? Well, that's a strong term, but I'll let you see for yourself. Axis Warden, voice scan sample, code 1124 negative. Destination cell 11-5. Of course, even a low-security Nigerian prison uses transporter access to control prisoner flow, which generally makes an escape a moot point. We're now eight meters underground. Ah, uh, here we are, Captain. Your Borg. Warden? Not feeding time. Who's the blue guy? Some of your victims, Brezik. Why don't you get acquainted? He doesn't seem very, um... Borg. He's not Borg. <laughs> yeah, fooled you though, didn't I? Brezik is the leader of a little band of confidence tricksters and pirates. Typical Binkaran riffraff. But this was a little more involved than his usual schemes. Yeah, right. All I do is, uh, liberate few little surplus scout ships from the army depot, bring them up to look all, like, Borg, find a trade route, drop by, everybody says, oh no, Borg, and scives off like a bunch of muni kittens. You were pretending to be Borg. Most governments in the Paranothorious Union adopt a policy of absolute avoidance toward the Borg. After all, chasing the Borg is suicide. We get whatever cargo they shoot in the getaway. Even split between the boys, no harm done, right? And if my worthless brother Tochik had gotten that bar fight... Then we would have caught you some other way, Brezik. You people don't have the brains for real crime. But how did you know? Know what, Blueskin? The artifact. How did you know it was on the Patroclus? I have none idea what you're talking about. The Iconian artifact. Yet you tried to steal from us. <laughs> Blueskin. Your nurse may never tell you. Iconians are a myth. You really didn't know? I didn't, and I still don't. You want I should pay you back for it? I'm in here for next eight years. Could take quite a little while. I need a place to sit down. Right over there, Captain. Thanks. Mr. Brezik, you didn't get the artifact from us. We managed to hold on to it. Well, then what you come all the way out here for? It's like I said, no, I'm done, right? Did you lose anything of value, Lieutenant? Yeah. A friend. Oh, Rasnok. Oh, pardon. 
Can you explain that a little, please? For the record. Why did you fight back, you stupid Raznok? Because our cargo could have threatened the galaxy if it had fallen into Borg hands. They're the only ones who fought Yadara. I didn't know it was them. The only ones, I swear. You were given the chance to admit other crimes at trial, Brezik. You swore to the court you never fired a live shot until the Nigerian enforcement raided your base. <sighs> so what exactly happened, Lieutenant? I'm not sure. I lost consciousness. My shipmates pulled me out of the burning wreckage of our ship after we crash-landed. That wasn't my fault! I didn't know he got hurt! And I've been in this wheelchair ever since. My co-pilot, who got the artifact and me home in one piece, burned to death in the cockpit. He... died? That's murder. It is not, Yadara! You know me! I'm not a murderer! You didn't used to be. Can you document this? Flight recorder was lost, but we have extensive forensics. And I was a witness. Yeah, Dara, no! He's... It, it's not like that! This interview is finished, present. What, Warden? Warden! Warden! Then he died for nothing. An empty death. The artifact... Probably doesn't mean anything. My government will formally request all data to be copied to the Justice Ministry and Brezik's lawyer by nightfall. Justice will be served, Captain. I promise you. Some lowlife with a generic name and a bumpy forehead. After surviving the Anbar, after Brahms, the Bluegills, the Mapstone, the Ahura incident, it's some punk we'll never see again. I'm sorry, but I have to ask you both. Assuming he is found guilty, how should Brezik be punished? Well, wouldn't that be up to the jury? Vecto valet cavatum. Under Nigerian law, once a criminal is convicted, his victims determine the punishment. What's the typical punishment for murder? Death. Humane, of course. Completely painless. Oh, no. Hmm. Well, the Federation's prime directive prevents us from interfering. If capital punishment is the norm here, we may be obliged to accept that. Captain! You'd like a word in private, number one? I'll be just down the corridor if you need me. And since when did you start caring about the Prime Directive? I'm a Starfleet captain. I swore an oath. No, this is you looking for an excuse to get revenge. The man in there killed Ensign Rawl in a premeditated ambush for nothing! Not everyone gets to have a death that means something, Captain. Sometimes people just die because life is stupid and cruel and much too short. Good people die for nothing every day. That's... that isn't enough, Alex. I'm sorry. It's all I have. We all choose our own illusions to help cope with death. Yours aren't mine. No. I don't know which of us is right, but we can't both be wrong. Either it is meaningless or it isn't. We owe Bev better than... than this. And you think you'll fix it by killing that man? Maker, Alcar, you knew all these things about Bev, but you didn't understand a thing about him, did you? Oh, and you did? Maybe not. He was more... complicated than I think any of us knew. But I know enough to do this. Warden! Well, have you come to a decision yet? Warden, 
What's the minimum prison sentence for murder? Well, strange question. Strictly speaking, there's no lower limit for murder. However, the Arbiter's Council strongly recommends not less than 38 years confinement. Then we want 39 years of confinement. Oh, um, I'll make a note. Lieutenant? Miss Brezik knows how to survive in prison. He'll pass the first 38 years in peace. But year 39, the year he knows he could have gotten out, but didn't, because I added one extra year. He'll never know why, but it will haunt him. He'll think more about his crime during that last year than he will in all the other years combined. An interesting perspective, Lieutenant. An old friend of mine used to say, wheels within wheels. Within wheels, as I recall. Uh, I'm not that good yet. Operations Log Supplemental. Shuttlecraft Tirchmir and Escort return to Shuttle Bay without incident and are undergoing standard maintenance. Expedited requisition log for this stardate, one quarter ton additional foodstuffs mixed, a variety of flowers native to Setlik 3, five dozen bouquets, and one photon torpedo tube, 1.9 meters long, warhead removed. End log. Do you think it went well? I don't know. I thought it was good. But I've never been to a human one before. But nobody talked about who he really was. Brahms, the murders. Are we trying to remember Alex's role? Or just the slices of him we liked? I hope at my funeral pyre, they pray for the person I became, not the one I started out as. I miss him so much. I know. When I was the bringer, it didn't matter that so much death was pointless. I was above it all. I was death. I wouldn't be so sure that Bev Rawl did anything pointlessly. Even die. What do you mean? Well, this is my stop. Have a good night, Alex. Call me if you need to talk. Actually, Neva, I've lost a lot of people this year. The last thing I want tonight is to be alone. I understand. I could stay up for a drink in the Delta Lounge. Come on. No. I mean, I care about you. And it's time I admitted to myself how much. If all this has taught me one thing, it's that I'm a fool for leaving you here at your door every night. You don't want to leave? If it helps, I make a really good breakfast. Oh, Alex. I made up my mind weeks ago. Come on in. I'll get you that drink. Warning. Due to unknown damage, pilot must remain in cockpit. 
Warning. Plasma fire in main cockpit. Evacuate the cockpit. <sighs> Nothing gold can stay. A new device has been inserted in ship slot 1A. One audio file found. Name. Daily reminder. Computer. Begin playback on my monitor. Affirmative. Roll. Entry 513. As a result of a recent conversation, I have adopted a new mission objective. I don't know whether two complete conversions can be held in the span of a single lifetime. I don't know whether history will judge me a saint or a devil for what I am about to do. All I know is that if the Federation stands for anything, then I must act and let history worry about the consequences. For the first time in many years, I do think the Federation stands for something. In fact, I think it stands for everything. May the great bird of the galaxy be my witness and my guide. In that episode, Jonathan Sylvester was played by John Boz, Sutreya Vicente as Hedden, the Warden, Jennifer Ann Scott, Resick, Stephen Haney, the Major, Chris Bainbridge, Pupil Valentine, Scott Smith, Nurse Hennessy, Mike Hennessy, Excelsior crew members, Gary Culbum and Jim Smagata, the Computer, Caitlin Haney, Narrator, Mike Hennessy, Directed by Jim Smagata, Executive Producer, James Haney, Post Producers, Shane Davidson, Andy Thompson, Jim Smagata, Mike Hennessy, Gary Culbum, Matthew Blondin, and Bob Hopwood. Line producers Luke Hardy and Nathan Pope. Artwork John Boss. Theme song by Samuel Gillis. Full music credits at StarshipExcelsior.com. Special thanks Edison Potter, Martha Haney, and Gene Roddenberry. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. This fan production is not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial fan-made audio drama intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. Michael, we miss you. Nature's first green is gold, her heart is you to hold. Her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour, then leaves the sides to leave. So Eden's ang to grieve. So dawn goes down today. So dawn goes down today. Nothing, nothing gold can stay.